Greetings, Earthlings. Today I'm back with the ultimate broadcast dynamic microphone. What? That's not enough? The ultimate broadcast dynamic microphone. Really? Still not enough? Ah. Okay. 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 Fine. Gonna be a jerk about it. The ultimate. Come on, seriously? Still not enough? Today I'm back with the ultimate broadcast dynamic microphone shootout. Don't you say a word. This is just, this is out of hand. I, I need to seek professional help. In this Versus series, I am going to be ordering the microphones based on price, then alphabetical order if there are multiple mics at the same price point. I will then run them through a bunch of tests, and at the end, I will rank them. The doobly-doo, or lower third, will have all the information regarding the microphone settings, and in the description, I will have links to the microphone, as well as a high-quality upload of the video's audio file if you want to avoid listening to YouTube's audio compression. Without wasting any more time, let's get right into it. Now I'm speaking into the Rode pod mic, which will set you back $100. My gain is set at four o'clock on the 18i20. The microphone has a cardioid polar pattern, a frequency response listed of 20 hertz to 20 kilohertz, a sensitivity of around negative 57 decibels, and an impedance of 320 ohms. Now I am speaking into the MXL BCD1, which will set you back around $130. My gain is set at about 3 o'clock. This has a cardioid polar pattern, a frequency response of 40 hertz to 15 kilohertz, a sensitivity of around negative 54 decibels, and an impedance of 600 ohms. Now I am speaking into the Golden Age Projects D2, which will set you back around $150. My gain is set at around 4 o'clock. It has a cardioid polar pattern, a frequency response of 50 hertz to 20 kilohertz, a sensitivity of around negative 52 decibels, and an impedance of 250 ohms. Also, right now I'm speaking into the D2 in the neutral mode, and this is how it sounds. I've now engaged the first high-pass filter switch, and this is how it sounds. Now I have the second, more aggressive high-pass filter switch engaged, and this is how it sounds. And I have turned off the high-pass filters, but I have turned on the low-pass or high-cut filter, and this is how the microphone sounds. Now I'm speaking into the Art D7, which will set you back $200. My gain is set just shy of 100%. It has a hypercardioid polar pattern, a frequency response of 50 hertz to 16 kilohertz, a sensitivity of negative 56 decibels, and an impedance of 250 ohms. Also, right now I'm speaking into the Art D7 in the neutral mode, and this is how it sounds. I have now engaged the high-pass filter switch on the microphone, and this is how it sounds. I have now disengaged the high-pass filter and engaged the presence boost on the microphone, and this is how it sounds. Now I'm speaking into the Rode Procaster, which will set you back around $230. My gain is set just shy of 100%. This has a cardioid polar pattern, a frequency response of 75 hertz to 18 kilohertz, a sensitivity of around negative 56 decibels, and an impedance of 320 ohms. 
Now I'm speaking into the ElectroVoice RE320, which will set you back around $300. My gain is set just at about $330. This has a cardioid polar pattern, a frequency response of 45 hertz to 18 kilohertz, but it does extend down to 30 hertz with the kick drum switch enabled. It has a sensitivity of approximately negative 52 decibels and an impedance of 150 ohms. And now I'm speaking into the RE320 in the neutral mode, and this is how it sounds. And now I've engaged to the kick drum switch, and this is how the microphone sounds. Now I'm speaking into the Heil PR40, which will set you back around $330. My gain is set at around 4 o'clock. This has a cardioid polar pattern, a frequency response of 28 hertz to 18 kilohertz, a sensitivity of around negative 54 decibels, and an impedance of 600 ohms. Now I'm speaking into the Audio-Technica BP40, which will set you back around $350. My gain is set just at about $330. This has a hypercardioid polar pattern, a frequency response of 50 Hz to 16 kHz, a sensitivity of around negative 48 decibels, and an impedance of 450 ohms. And now I'm speaking into the BP40 in the neutral mode, and this is how it sounds. And now I've switched on the high-pass filter, and this is how the microphone sounds. Now I'm speaking into the Aston Stealth, which will set you back around $400. My gain is set just shy of 100% because I am not using the active mode. This has a cardioid polar pattern, a frequency response of 20 Hz to 20 kHz, a sensitivity of around negative 60 decibels in passive mode or negative 16.5 dB in active mode, and an impedance that is not listed. And right now I'm speaking into the Stealth in the V1 mode, and this is how it sounds. Aston Stealth in the V2 mode, and this is how the audio sounds. Now we are on the G mode of the Stealth, and this is how it sounds. And lastly, we are on the D mode of the Aston Stealth, and this is how it sounds. Now I am speaking into the Shure SM7B, which will set you back around $400. My gain is set just shy of 100%. The microphone has a cardioid polar pattern a frequency response of 50 Hz to 20 kHz, a sensitivity of around negative 59 decibels, and an impedance of 150 ohms. Also, right now I'm speaking into the SM7B in the neutral mode, and this is how the audio sounds. Now I've engaged the high-pass filter of the SM7B, and this is how it sounds. And I have disengaged the high-pass filter and turned on the presence boost of the 7B, and this is how the microphone sounds. Now I am speaking into the Telefunken M82, which will set you back around $400. My gain is set just at about 4 o'clock. The microphone has a supercardioid polar pattern, a frequency response of 25 Hz to 18 kHz, a sensitivity of approximately negative 55 decibels, and an impedance of less than 300 ohms. And now I'm speaking into the M82 in the neutral mode, and this is how it sounds. I have now engaged the kick EQ switch on the microphone, and this is how it sounds. Now I have disengaged the kick EQ and turned on the high boost of the M82, and this is how it sounds. 
Now I am speaking into the Electro Voice RE20, which will set you back around $450. My gain is set at 4 o'clock. The microphone has a cardioid polar pattern, a frequency response of 45 hertz to 18 kilohertz, a sensitivity of approximately negative 56.5 decibels, and an impedance of 150 ohms. Continuing on the RE20, right now I am speaking into the microphone in the neutral mode, and this is how it sounds. And now I have engaged the high-pass filter switch on the RE20, and this is how the microphone sounds. Now I am speaking into the Electro Voice RE27ND, which will set you back around $500. My gain is set just at around 3 o'clock. This microphone has a cardioid polar pattern, a frequency response of 45 hertz to 20 kilohertz, a sensitivity of approximately negative 52 decibels, and an impedance of 150 ohms. Currently, I am speaking into the 27ND in the neutral mode, and this is how it sounds. Now, I have engaged the high cut filter, and this is how the 27ND sounds. Now, we have the least aggressive high pass filter engaged, and this is how it sounds. And the second, more aggressive high pass filter switch has now been turned on, and this is how the 27ND sounds. And lastly, we are speaking into the Neumann BCM705, which will set you back around $700. My gain is set just at around 4 o'clock. The microphone has a hypercardioid polar pattern, a frequency response of 20 hertz to 20 kilohertz, a sensitivity of approximately negative 55 and a half decibels, and an impedance of 200 ohms. Now let's test the plosives. Please bring pizza pronto. 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 Now I am right on top of the pod mic to show you the proximity effect on this thing. Here's the proximity effect of the BCD1. Proximity effect of the Golden Age Projects D2. Proximity effect of the Art D7 with the presence boost enabled. Proximity effect of the Rode Procaster. Proximity effect of the RE320 in the neutral mode. Proximity effect of the Heil PR40. Proximity effect of the Audio-Technica BP40. Proximity effect of the Aston Stealth in the V1 mode. Proximity effect of the Shure SM7B. Proximity effect of the Telefunken M82 in the neutral mode. Proximity effect of the Electro-Voice RE20 in the flat mode. Proximity effect of the Electro Voice RE27ND. 
Proximity effect of the Neumann BCM705. Two feet away from the Rode pod mic. Two feet away from the BCD1. Two feet away from the D2. Two feet from the Art D7. Two feet away from the Procaster. Two feet away from the RE320. Two feet away from the PR40. Two feet away from the Audio-Technica BP40. Two feet away from the Aston Stealth. Two feet away from the SM7B. Two feet away from the M82. Two feet away from the Electro-Voice RE20. Two feet off of the RE27ND. And two feet away from the Neumann BCM705. Road pod mic. Here's how the Rode pod mic sounds in a relatively well-treated room. Pod mic in a completely untreated room. Here's the BCD1. BCD1 in an untreated room. Golden Age D2 in a well-treated room. Now in an untreated room. Art D7 in a well-treated room. Now in a completely untreated room. Rode Procaster in a well-treated room. Procaster in a completely untreated room. RE320 in a well-treated room. 320 in an untreated room. PR40 in a well-treated room. PR40 in an untreated room. BP40 in a well-treated room. And now the BP40 in an untreated room. Aston Stealth in a well-treated room. Aston Stealth in an untreated room. SM7B in a well-treated room. 7B in an untreated room. 
M82 in a decently treated room. M82 in an untreated room. RE20 in a well-treated room. RE20 in an untreated room. RE27ND in a well-treated room. 27ND in an untreated room. BCM705 in a well-treated room. BCM705 in an untreated room. I've gotta test them all Every mic in the world I've gotta test them all 
every mic in the world I've gotta test them all All the mics in the world I've gotta test them all All the mics in this world I've gotta catch them all All the mics in this world I've gotta test them all this video took so long, it took me two whole days All the mics in this world, I've gotta test them all I hope this testing helped a lot, because it took all day All the mics in the world, I think I'll test them all all the mics in the world, I'm gonna test them all After filming this review, I think I hate them all Now that we are nearly done, I feel dead inside This is the last test I'll do, in this video goodbye Now I'll die No I won't I'm gonna go to- I'm gonna- I'm going to go order a pizza instead. I'm not gonna die. Not today. Alright, that is all the testing we are going to be doing for now. Again, if you do want high quality audio of this review, or if you want my full lists of ranking, you can go to broadcast.mic, that's M-I-C, dot reviews, and you can find it there. Now let's go through a bunch of categories that I ranked the microphones on. I'll give you the winners as well as the runner-ups. First category we are ranking is background noise rejection, and the winner in this category is the Rode Procaster. Here you go, Rode. Here's a nice little award. Good job. The reason I selected this is I did multiple tests, the background noise rejection of the keyboard, as well as a white noise generator in the front, the rear, and the sides. And the Procaster just did the best job at the rear rejection. So if you are recording in a room with really loud sound sources, and you can place those sound sources in the dead area of the Procaster's polar pattern, then this is the winner in my book. The runner-ups in this category were number two, the Heil PR40, third, the RE320, number four, the RE27ND, and number five, the Aston Stealth. Next category is Best Microphone at Plosive Rejection, and I selected the Rode PodMic. Another award. Here you go, Rode. Cool. I just found that this microphone had the least low-end rumble and least feeling of impact when you actually put a plosive right into the microphone's diaphragm. Of course, this is because Rode rolls off a lot of the lower frequencies on this microphone, but because of that, it makes it a lot more forgiving if you don't have the best microphone technique or if you don't have a pop filter to put in front of the mic. The runner-ups in this category were the RE27ND in second place, in third place, the RE320, fourth place, the RE20, and fifth place, the Neumann BCM705. Now let's go to the more subjective rankings in this conclusion. Next category is best microphone for spoken word, and I hope you're ready for a scandal, some controversy, some controversy. The Electro Voice RE20, congratulations Electro Voice, woo, here's an award. The reason I selected this microphone as the winner is because it does maintain a fuller low body when you're a little bit farther off of the microphone, and it also has that added clarity and detail up top, which I know a lot of people would prefer. 
But the runner-ups in this category are second, the SM7B, third, the Procaster, fourth, the RE320, and fifth, the Audio-Technica BP40. Next category is best microphone for close talking or for the proximity effect, and the winner in this category is the Shure SM7B. Sure, here you go! A nice award for your pretty little face! Good job! The reason I selected this microphone is because when you get right on top of it, you do start to beefen up the low end, but the capsule is still a few inches recessed, so the proximity effect doesn't ever get overwhelming, and it still maintains a good amount of clarity and intelligibility in the higher frequencies. And the runner-ups in this category were number two, the RE20, number three, the Rode PodMic, number four, the Neumann BCM705, and number five, the Heil PR40. Next category is best microphone for singing, and I selected the Shure SM7B again. Again, here's a nice cute little award. Oh, look at the award. Good job. The reason I selected the SM7B in this category is to my ears, it just provides the smoothest sound out of all the microphones that I tested here. And on top of that, if you do need a little bit of added punch to cut through a mix, you do have the presence boost option to help you do that. The runners-up in this category were number two, the Electro-Voice RE20, number three, the Rode Procaster, number four, the Neumann BCM705, and number five, the Art D7. Next category is best microphone on the electric guitar, and I selected the Electro-Voice RE27ND. Award! Take it, Electro-Voice! I forgot your name for a second. The reason I selected this for the electric guitar is I thought that this offered just the right amount of punch in the low end without getting overly boomy or muddy due to the proximity effect because of the variable D technology, but then on the top end it has that big presence treble and air boost which really adds a nice amount of grit to the recording which is something that I really enjoy especially on a distorted or metal or punk recording of an electric guitar. The runner-ups in this category were second place, the SM7B, third place, the Rode PodMic, fourth place, the RE320, and fifth place, the Rode Procaster. Next category we got is best microphone on the acoustic guitar, and I selected the Rode Procaster again. Again, here's another award. Woo! Yay! I selected this microphone because to my ears, it just offered the most balanced sound in terms of providing a full body as well as a crisp top end without ever sounding overly muddy or boomy in the low end and without sounding overly top heavy like some of the other microphones. The runner-ups in this category were number two, the SM7B, third, RE320, fourth, PodMic, and fifth, BP40. Next category is best all-rounder microphone, and I am sure most of you can guess what it is. The Shure SM7B. Sure, here's another award. Another award for the SM7B. Bandrew's a Shure shell. Although it wasn't the best at everything that I threw at it, I still think that it is tolerable or even pretty good at everything that I put the microphone in front of. I would be perfectly happy using this for spoken word at a distance, spoken word while you're close talking, putting this in front of an electric guitar amp with the presence boost, putting it in front of an acoustic guitar with the presence boost, or singing into it in the flat mode or with the presence boost. It does all of those things well enough that I would be perfectly okay using it in any of those applications. And the last category that we have is best budget option, and I selected 
the Rode Pod Mic. Here's an award, Rode. Good job. I selected this because it just blew every other sub $200 microphone out of the water. The Art D7, the Golden Age D2, and the MXL BCD1, they don't hold a candle to the Rode Pod Mic in terms of clarity, in terms of just all around usability. Rode Pod Mic, best budget option in this video. All right, that's gonna wrap up for today. Lengthy video, but I wanted to be as thorough as possible. This has been a long time in the making. I have been acquiring these microphones for four years, and I did the math before I started recording. They cost me over $4,600 for all of them. My most expensive video to date. I would love to hear from you in the comments down below. Do you agree with my rankings? What is your favorite in each category? Or do you think I'm a complete idiot? Let me know. If you found the video fun, interesting, or helpful, go ahead and give me a thumbs up. If you hated it, give me a big old thumbs down. One last thing, if you do want the high quality audio or the full lists of all the rankings, you can find that at broadcast.mic.reviews. If you want to support the channel and help me continue to bring you these videos and become one of these amazing people over here, you can do so by clicking that join button down below or in the description and joining at the $5 tier or higher. It really does help me continue to bring you these videos. And that's all I've got for you. So thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time. Bye.